and welcome to the computer game show my name as ever is matt murray and i'm joined by james how's it going james hello matt how are you and oh no wait it's <laughs> it's just me and you this week actually it james, is yeah it? it is yeah i mean last week it was tough because dave and john well dave was ill john couldn't make it so we thank you know thankfully drafted in uh, leon and down from cana rinse thank you once again those two for coming on last week um we knew that was going to be the case again this week, um, but we thought we'll just go rogue and just do a two-man show. We did, and it'll be fine. We, I mean, we've done this before, obviously. On yeah, other things, we, but... we have a long, a long history of doing a two-man, two-man show. Uh, interface was incredibly successful, yeah. and I think the fans, the fan, will be incredibly lucky to hear this episode tonight. So, let's get straight into it. Um, we, uh, well, I guess in the week we went to the Games Media Britlist Awards. We did, and we we didn't win. For, for those of you who haven't have followed us on Twitter or Instagram, we didn't win. Uh, Adam Rosser from BBC Radio Five Live won. Yeah, I mean this this was something that you you know, I mean by the time of the end of the evening, you did mention it quite a lot of times that we hadn't won and who it was that had beaten us as well. It did seem to be playing on your mind quite a lot, Matt. I mean, I, I mean, I was, ang- I, I was, I was angry. I, and anyway, I, I don't mind saying either. I mean, um, a lot of people might think, oh, you know, the better man won. I'm not so sure in this case. Um, and also, you know, most people are like, oh, I'm not even bothered. It's those stupid awards. I am bothered. I would like to win an award. Who wouldn't? See, I, I was absolutely not expecting to get anywhere with it anyway. No, but... I mean, me, I mean, me too, definitely. I mean, if it wasn't going to be. Us, I mean, basically, we were fairly near the bottom uh, of, of the pile anyway, but uh, still. I think we were the bottom of the pile, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially um, especially if you remember when they read out our names and everyone else got a cheers um, and we got zero cheers. We, 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 got, we got silence, which was, uh, which was nice. I'll put the audio um, for that in uh, now. Adam Rosser at BBC Five Live Game On. Kanan Ritz. Gareth Dutton making games is fun. IGN, one life left. RPS Electronic Wireless Show, staying in. Stefan Powell at BBC Newsbeat, the Computer Game Show, and the Video Gamer Podcast. And the winner is. Any guesses? No, not one. Someone just out wicked. Adam Rosser at Radio 5 Live came on. Uh, so yeah, as you heard, there was uh, there was audible cheers for most of the uh, nominate nominations and nominees read out. Uh, See, like, in fact, I think you can actually hear Dave say no. <laughs> you can actually all hear one person. Um, no, I think, you yeah. see, I like to think that that wasn't just like the fact that nobody knew who we were. Maybe it was fear. You know, they they just feared us, so they just you know there was nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, if if Dave uh, was here, he'd probably say, "Yeah, we're probably like the Millwall, the podcast community. No one likes us." I don't uh, want to be the Millwall of anything. Cause <laughs> same, same. So um, we didn't get any cheers when they read our names, and and then obviously we we didn't win, but that's fine. There's always next year. Well done to Adam Rosser. He's he was a nice guy. We we met up with him after and did a little video, and he uh, he's a, he's a good sport. In fact, we met loads of amazing people. I I'd met uh, Simon Miller before. Met him. Uh, Sam White, um, tons of um, uh, uh, Bratters. Uh, lo- lo- I met loads of great people. Is uh, is really good in the end. 
Yeah, I I did enjoy it actually because I mean I I don't really know like a huge amount of people from that kind of set and it was good to sort of put you know sort of faces to names and stuff and yeah I thought Simon did like Simon Miller did a fantastic job with hosting as well it was really funny and just brilliant I thought it was great yeah yeah I've I've been considering you know it's probably, probably quite a tough audience uh, I think it did really well so yeah it was a great night and it was obviously great to hang out with you James and Dave and John and you know. Uh, other people that we know like Leon and, and Jay and stuff uh, and Tony from Cana Rinse so uh, and yeah there were no I mean there, there was a, there was a your punch up but apart from that it was fine everyone what, what did you uh, what did you think of the free food Matt I oh, I didn't have much pizza because I was a bit concerned about food getting in my teeth uh, but I did <laughs> choose I chose the pizzas without the green stuff uh, did you really fine. do that honestly yeah definitely yeah Why? I was starving because because uh, if I'm talking to people I don't want to be worried about pesto in my Teeth, do it I? was dark. No one could see you. I was worried. Anyway, so I had just the, the plain cheese pizzas because uh, there was no, a very little out. issue there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine. I mean, what about you? I mean, well, you, the food, you the food, food wasn't that great. I mean, uh, to be honest, I mean, I had anticipated something a lot better, and I had eaten pretty much nothing during the day in anticipation of the free food. Oh, yeah. yeah, we get that. Not yet, but, that can't be the reason you hadn't eaten much during the day. But you know, because you were anticipating the spread of it that good at the gym. I was, the I thought it was going to be good. Towards. You know, it's like those tickets. I mean, the tickets weren't cheap, so you're thinking, you know, a bit better than you know poor quality pizza. But then, I mean, the money had obviously gone on the alcohol, which was very good. I mean, that those cocktails were. I wish I'd yeah. just been drinking those all night because they were brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was amazing just ha- having a free bar. You had loads of Beaver Town neck oil, and then yeah, it was spo- also sponsored by Jaeger, so we had loads of Jaeger cocktails. I mean, we we had a fair few by the end. It was uh, it's great fun. Yeah, it was um, a good evening. Yeah, uh, shame we didn't win, but you know we'll work harder for next year. Um, but to, to soften the blow after those, uh, I, I just, well, yeah, I'm sure uh, when uh, John and Dave are back next week, all the gory stories will come out. I'm fairly sure we covered most of it there. But obviously, I'll wait more for you about next week. Uh, but softening the blow the following morning, when we all had sore heads, and uh, I was still a bit annoyed actually, um, we announced that we uh, amazingly are doing another live show, but this time at EGX in September. So they had us at Rezd. They thought these guys know what they're doing. Let's give them a much bigger stage uh, for an even bigger embarrassment. So we are doing a live show on Saturday. 22nd of September, 5 till 7. Uh, details still being confirmed, but if you go to egx.net, you can get your tickets and uh, and watch us do another live show. Um, so I'm super excited for that. How about you, James? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, it's, you... it's good. I'm, I'm pleased that we're doing it again. The last one was pretty fun, but, you know, as long as the audio gets recorded this time and, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun. It's, it's it's fine, but, you know. I'm going to rent, like, uh, one of those giant vans I have, like, F, you know, Formula One with, like, the, uh, uh, with, like, satellite dishes out of top. I'm going to basically ensure that, that every single second of that is recorded because mm. I can't go through that stress again. But, yeah, EGX Live September at Birmingham NEC. I haven't, I haven't actually been to EGX since it moved up north. Um, well, I haven't either. I mean, I went to, the last one I went to was in was in London, and we did a show from there. Like you know, we we did a podcast from there, but not like a live show from there. And that was uh, that was good. But um, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to I've, that. I've, I've always loved going to EGX. It's always been great. Again, yeah, to meet up with you know with uh, listeners of, of whatever podcast you know we're doing at the time, but also meet up with you know the rest of our mates. So I'm really looking forward to going. And uh, yeah, live show won't be uh, nerve wracking at all. That'd be fine. 
Uh, should we go on to follow up, James? Yeah, go on. Let's, let's hit the follow up. What have you got this time? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of follow up, mostly around last week's pod. Really? Uh, Thomas Mc, yeah, I know. Thomas McInnes, I think that's how you pronounce the name. This week's pod, interesting, entertaining, but too civilized. For future absence cover, please ensure the requisite levels of threat, aggression, arguing, and moaning are maintained. Thank you. I think that probably starts this week, James. So. Yeah, well, I I tried to maintain the moaning, but I felt see I, I wanted to start laying into um into Darren about Sea of Thieves, but then he said such like nice things about it, and it was kind of touching. I was like, I can't I can't bring myself to do it. So it was uh, yeah, it's too, it's too easy. And also, I wanted to talk to him about the game because I was interested in in yeah you know, in 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 what the hell he think he's playing at. But uh, no, yeah, I mean it was it was very civilized, but I think I think that's fine. Um, although. Other people are less happy about that. Um, Oh, for fuck's sake. I had this banging fever. I'm pretty sure... Oh, yeah. Ryan, I don't want caviar on my Big Mac. I don't want Newsnight during Big Brother. And I don't want cane and rinse in my TCGS. Okay. That's... uh... Yeah. Incredibly well put, Adam uh, Reynolds. Um, oh no, actually, before we get to that, there's, there's actually tons of feedback on the pod last week. Um, Ross Rooster, uh, one hour twenty eight minutes fifty five seconds into the new computer game show, and only to hear JC Farley probably letting rip again. Now, okay, we, we have a lot of this every week. We've discussed um, this, like, well, oh, hang, he... but, but before you do, go to the phase hole, James, I'll play the audio now. A combat encounter where you're trying to, uh, you know, frantically load cannons and. I mean that that certainly sounds like uh, what Russ is implying. But uh, what's your defence, James? See, well, okay. First of all, we don't even know if it's anything to do with me. Like, we we don't know that. Like, that's not been. I've not been isolated in that audio, so we can't be for sure. Even if it is, it definitely isn't that. It's just definitely isn't that. It's to be honest with you, okay. Sometimes well, no, no, it when could it gets, be that, though, it? no, it, it could, it can't be that. It's impossible because you're aware when that happens, and in this case, you know that definitely didn't happen. What it could have been is that I was very hungry by the time it got to the evening, and my stomach was rumbling, and I have no control over that whatsoever. And it could have been that, but as I said, we don't, we we haven't isolated me. We don't know for certain it was me. It could have been. I mean, it could have been one of those cane and rinse lot. It doesn't necessarily have to be me. No, I mean, I, I've got the power. I could go back and, and, and isolate the audio, but I won't do. It's I mean, no it need. sounds to me like it's a no creaky need chair. At all. It's fine, you know. It sounds like a creaky chair um, yeah. or a creaky ass, but who knows? I mean, just try and just try and calm it down this week, James, okay? It's nothing to do with me, but, you know, it's, it's fine. It could be. Aaron Ashmore started playing the latest, latest computer game show podcast, heard that Dave and John went on it, and instantly turned it off. Uh, sorry, James Farley. I mean, I think that's a bit... It's harsh, isn't it? It's a bit, bit harsh. Oh, and Ashmore's back. Actually, went back and listened to it. Matt Murray's in good form, actually. Much better. He's not in caricature mode. Yeah, I, I tried to dial it down, actually, Aaron. If I'm fa- thanks for the feedback. Um, David Rush, delighted with the addition of a laughter track. It really helps signpost the funny bits. Now, James... Uh, obviously, uh, for listeners who maybe aren't aware, I edited last week's show, so Dave, you know, clearly, clearly forgiven uh, me. I, I mean, I, f- I found it hilarious when Dave's like, "Oh, yeah, no, you're not, you're not editing anymore, Matt." You know, worst case scenario, it'd be out a day late. Um, if I was editing right now, it would be two weeks late. So, it's true. So there, um, but um, James, I, I think you messaged me uh, on 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 the last Wednesday when the pod came out saying, uh, what, "What what's this laugh track about?" 
Yeah, I'd, see, I'd forgotten about the whole laughter thing because you know I don't listen back to this anyway. And then I heard like people complaining about it, so I had a listen. I was like, and I'd completely forgotten the whole like laughter stuff that you've done before. So I yeah, that that I was can't my fault. You're forgetting one of the big, the big story arcs of recent weeks. Well, that wasn't a great one, was it? It's, you no, know, it's I, just... I, that was a that was a Friday afternoon job. But I had to do something. Mm. <laughs> um, a, a Mark Mark Fletcher liked it. I had to stop uh, about a minute and twenty seconds into it. I was unable to see during tears through tears of laughter. Um, SMW James opening the show says a lot about who's really number two. I thought this was a very perceptive comment, actually, and uh, yeah, pretty accurate. So, Hans, so he's implying your number two. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I've opened this week, so what now? Uh, I, mean, SMW... I, won- I wondered why you why you requested <laughs> doing that. I thought that that might be the case, but I thought no, it's all right. I'll just let him have it. That's fine. Well, <laughs> it's fair to share, isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, SMW, uh, get get back to me on who you think number two is now. Given that I've just opened the show, um, Nick G, thanks for mentioning episode one hundred of Kane and Rinsley. On the opening five minutes, Leon mentions Michael Fox spoiling the end of Heavy Rain, which led down to tracking the best of Joy Puzzle and relive that moment. Amazing! What a stupid fucking egg. See, it's funny, right? Because I hadn't played Heavy Rain when all that went down, so I didn't. I'd, I'd forgotten anyway what happened. But I mean, it is incredible the fact that. Michael Fox like wrote a review and revealed in the review who the killer was. That's, <laughs> that's first, unbelievable. Like, I, so the article is called My Ethan, which that, yeah. even that makes me laugh. And yeah, um, yeah, open paragraph, bang. <laughs> there's the uh, there's, there's the ending of It's just incredible. Uh, uh, on launch day, was it on launch day? Was it, it was. Yeah, like, it was on launch day. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm people incredible. like take it down. And that was when uh, Joypod had a website, so yeah. I was like just delete the post. Oh, <laughs> uh, brilliant yeah. stuff. That was uh, that was amazing. If we if Michael was on this show, so there's like me, you, uh, you know, uh, me, you, Dave, uh, and uh, Michael. Uh, who would be getting the most grief? Would it be me or would it be Michael? Uh, still, definitely be Michael. I'd or imagine. you? Uh, I still think it'd be Michael. It's uh, yeah. God, David and Phil, Dave. It's me, you, and Michael on the same show. That'd be appalling, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, SMW, and this is another quite. Interesting uh, piece of analysis by SW is on form this week. James about David is interesting. This week he claims there's no variable pricing on games. Then after a few seconds he works out that's not true and moves on. You know, on a normal episode that would be at least a two episode argument. Well, <laughs> you you see, said the same thing, didn't you, Dave? Didn't you, uh, James? I know because it was really weird because there were so many times last week when I found myself having to finish sentences that I wasn't expecting to have to finish because you just get so used to being like interrupted like heckled and shouted at by David that you just you know I'm not used to having to finish sentences and it, that's how that happened and it happened about two or three times last week I was like how am I supposed to finish this I, I haven't even finished this thought to be honest and it's yeah. like then it was it was a mess yeah there's so, so much yeah. freedom it's it's, it's quite it's relaxing strange, actually just yeah. you know you talk about what you want you end when you want there's no like digging in it's just it's yeah. great I mean the listeners are probably hating it but it's a great time for us it's it a lovely is, old time it is really nice but yeah go on uh, Rusty Trombone, great to hear some real professionals on the show this week. A refreshing shame from the so-called main one, David Turner's and his pet poodle, John Denton. John uh, angrily tweeting responses back on Twitter, so uh, pray for Rusty Trombone, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mick Stockton, great to see a new main one on the show this week. Love the reboot. Great new lineup that really reflects the zeitgeist. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, oh, I-, I found this one funny. MJL, absolutely fantastic episode last week. Uh, great to hear the guest presenters knocking out of the park. Who edited the laughter over Matt Murray? Because it was hilarious. I've called for collaboration before, and this episode proves more and more. I-, I-, I just got the impression when they heard that, they probably thought it was someone else who did it. And then when they probably worked out it was me who did it, they're like, oh, f- probably 
probably, I mean, they, they probably do hate you more now, Matt, after that, because you're trying to ingratiate yourself. It's not good. I know. Well, I've made a huge mistake. That's it for follow up. Actually, we uh, we also got tons of other feedback, of course, and follow up about uh, about us not winning uh, the the games really Britless and also the EGX live show and you know Dark Souls streams here and there. But yeah, that uh, that was most of the new feedback. Uh, if you want to leave any more feedback on this episode and anything else we've done, I mean, I dare say there may be some feedback after this episode, but who knows? Uh, you can email thecomputergameshow at gmail dot com or you can tweet us at computergamepod on Twitter. James. You can. Okay, so it's the news. But you see, what's weird is, you see, we're in the build-up to E3, so you'd be thinking there wouldn't be much news. But actually, there's been loads of news this week. Of like, Yeah, it feels like loads of people are... And there's actually loads of news in here that we haven't actually added in here. Yeah. That there's, yeah, it's just... Well, it's boring it, stuff, yeah, it's crazy. that. But yeah. And I see you've added some other stuff as well, which is I didn't think was interesting, so we'll get no, to that I in thought, a minute. I thought there was some big news here. Yeah, Let, big let's news. crack on. All right, so the first thing we've got is we've got this Xbox adaptive controller that's coming out. So this it's a so it's a new controller type which has been designed to be sort of modular so that it will work with devices designed to address different disabilities. And so the reason for this is they said that the standard Xbox One controller has like 17 different button inputs and then it's also got the analog sticks and it requires a lot of dexterity. But the idea from this apparently originally came from the Elite controller because you know how with that you could like switch parts out and move things yeah. around and everything and it seemed that a lot of people really liked that and started to use it for people that had like disabilities so it worked really well with that. So Microsoft's have been working on this with... Um, sort of, uh, you know, other sort of partners and trying to figure out how to sort of put something together. I mean, they've already tweaked the Xbox like OS as well so that there's other accessibility features like narrator, magnifier and all that kind of stuff and the co-pilot yeah. things. So, and this apparently came from like from the Elite, but also from this adaptive controller that was developed through the internal hackathon that they had in 2016. So, oh, really? I mean, what what's quite interesting about this, I mean, this is going to be, this is compatible with every Xbox One game as well. Like, it's like everything works with this. And it's one of those things where I know this is really obvious and I know that everyone's probably already said this, but it is a really good development doing this. And I do think Microsoft should be commended for it because it is, it's just, you know, it's, it's a good idea, you know, to build oh, yeah, to it's accessibility. And, but one of the nicest things, I mean, uh, not only is this apparently considerably cheaper than any other ones that may already be on the market, they've also said that this isn't just a Microsoft thing. They actually said that they want, they would have to work with third parties, I presume people like Sony and stuff, you know, um, to, 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 to get this to work on all platforms. It, mm-hmm. it just, just uses sort of standard USB and 3.5 mil jacks, so... Yeah, I come with an actual quote, but um, it feels like they're. It's, it's not for. A, it's not about us. It's about everyone playing, and uh, yeah, it, and uh, it, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea, and it, I mean, especially I mean, the co-pilot idea that I think that they brought out not so long ago was was brilliant. Like the idea. So how where, does that work again? Well, it's where you can use a second controller can also control the game. So if you're like if you're playing with your kids or whatever, or somebody that's finding it like difficult to like use the controller or whatever, you can join in and like and give assistance, which is a great idea. I mean, I'll be honest, I've never used it because I don't have two pads. But if I did, I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. I mean, but that's I guess similar to could you do it on Switch or Wii U or I, that that feels like a oh no I, I'm thinking about the, the PlayStation thing where you can hand your control off can't you what's that but I think that's online only okay no, I don't know about oh yeah yeah there's there's that no that's I thought that was on Xbox you did that through Mixer and stuff I thought 
No, no, I, I'm fairly sure there's like a, a pl- no, I'm fairly sure Sony announced something and where you can, yeah, you can like sort of share the controller, but online, so someone else can like finish your game or do bits. I think that was Microsoft, but don't worry, someone will correct us. It's it's fine. Good, <laughs> I look forward to that. But yeah, no, yeah, this looks this looks fantastic, and Microsoft have uh, done such a good thing here, and we're working with, with disability charities as well. I think um, I can't remember the name of the prominent UK one. But um, yeah, they, they've worked with tons, tons, tons of great charities, so yeah, they should be commended, commended mm-hmm. for this for sure. Okay, the next piece uh, we so got. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in. Uh, speaking of the Elite controller, they've actually there is also a leak about new Elite controller coming, and uh, it looks pretty much the same thing. But they, I think they've changed some of the grips and stuff. But that's also rumored for E3 as well. Because okay. this, well, this was yes, this was yet another leak, wasn't it? Yes, this well, con- it was. It was a leak, controller. and then it was. Yeah, then it. It seems like a lot of stuff is kind of getting leaked, and then they're just sort of feeling okay. We better announce the whole thing now, and then there's no sort of like big fanfare. You know, it's uh, you yeah, things. I yeah, I know. I really wonder what we're going to see at E3 this year because it just feels like we know everything. But oh yeah, yeah I, I, I speaking of leaks, I mean, I think I heard on one of the podcasts this week um, about about talking about Rage Two and stuff, and uh, and. I'm not sure if I heard it on the podcast or read it online, but I actually think it, this is great for Rage Two that it got leaked and it's coming. It's being announced now because yeah. if Rage Two was just a 30 second clip or trailer in the middle of E3, you'd be like, "Well, no." Whereas now it's it's all and you know it'd be lost in the sea of other E3 news. Right now, it's sort of it's own this early bit of E3 sort of news cycle, isn't it? It feels like mm-hmm. to me, it feels like okay, everyone's aware of Rage Two because because it's a big leak. And yeah, I think like that's probably done a lot better for it than just uh, in the middle of a you know ton of other footage at, uh, at a conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's probably true. It's uh, yeah. I mean, maybe do you think that Activision have done the same thing with this with Black Ops Four? Because that's all like been coming out. Uh, you know, I don't. I mean, I mean, Call of Duty didn't doesn't need its own sort of space to do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, and, and uh, although there were leaks about this this uh, the uh, Call of Duty stuff. We might as well go straight into that now. Although, yeah. although there was a leak, I mean, it does yeah, it also felt like it was obvious it was coming. Well, so basically, so if we if we have a look at this, so Black Ops Four. I mean, the big sort of takeaway from this was well, there's two sort of significant things. The first thing is that they're jumping on the battle royale bandwagon inevitably, oh, yeah. and uh, with a new mode that they're calling Blackout. And uh, I do quite uh, like the name, I must say. Really. Okay. I like the name, but it doesn't really lend itself to other Call of Duty games that might use the same mechanics. But, I don't know. Uh, I think kind of signals they're really out of ideas. But anyway, so this this mode will include characters from the series with air, sea, and land vehicles. Apparently, so that's kind of good. I mean, one of the only things that I thought was good about this is, if anything, like the combat in Call of Duty is pretty solid and pretty good. So you would be hoping that if that translates into this, it could be could be quite nice. But um, I, don't, I mean, do you, do you want to hear the press release stuff? Of oh, please, this? yeah, because it's quite good. So. The new Battle Royale-style experience that combines Black Ops' signature fast-fluid guns-up combat. What does guns-up combat mean? Guns-up combat? I mean, well, I guess guns-out. I'm sure that means something. Uh, Guns-up combat with fierce new levels of survival competition across iconic Black Ops settings, reimagined at a colossal scale. Blackout is an experience unlike any other game or made in the Call of Duty history, where where players will have to scavenge, strategize, compete, and survive to win. Featuring the largest map ever built in Call of Duty, 1,500 times bigger than Nuketown, Blackout thrusts players into a collision course as they play as classic characters okay, spanning okay, okay, the history yeah, of the Black yeah. Ops series, including the original yeah. Call of Duty or okay. Origins yeah. cast. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so first of all, do you think they're going to drop 
players in with no clothes on like PUBG. And yes, absolutely, d- they're going to do that. I mean, yeah, you, you, think you play as Call of Duty zombies in this as well. Like there's there's like you know zombie players and stuff. So there's going to be all the skins that you can choose, and definitely you'll have to like scavenge all of that stuff. I doubt that they'll be like you know like naked or whatever, but they'll just be like you know wearing I don't know camouflage or whatever. Military you have to pick shit. up like uh, you know like body armor and stuff. But it's going to be you exactly think be, like, the same. Picking up perks like you would need you know, like a kill streak perk and oh I found a nuke, brilliant. That wouldn't surprise me because because that that could be something that maybe they'll do to differentiate it. But then the problem with doing that is then you know how is that how they're going to balance that when you've That'd got so many players? Like, drop down, found a nuke, you've won. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, that's not so good. But so aside from how do you feel about this anyway? The battle royale stuff. Do you care? I mean, I mean, this- I don't care. No. Um, but I, I'm, I'm interested particularly to see how Call of Duty do it. I mean, um, or does it, sorry, because, you know, a Battlefield, actually, and, and by the time this podcast comes out, the Battlefield 5 announcement would have already been happening because that happens on the 23rd. And the big rumours there is that it's, it's going to include a Battle Royale mode. And that and, uh, Battlefield, for me, seems to work a lot, a lot better because they've already had massive maps and, you know, big warfare. So that works. The, Call of Duty doesn't seem to work for me because, you know, the... the I think it's, it's like the TTL, the time to live and in Call of Duty games is so short. I mean, you're basically running around in circles, shooting, getting shot in the arse, shooting, getting shot in the arse. I mean, it feels very, the lives are very, very quick there. But and Matt, also most of the maps are quite small. So I'll be really interested to see how they've worked this. So Call of Duty works as a large uh, battle royale mode. Will it work for you if Drake or Kanye West plays it? Uh, y- yes, I'll be there day one, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, I think we, we've definitely spoken about this probably on the show, definitely off the show. Like, it already feels too late for other other battle royale games. I mean, like games like Battlefield and COD, that they're probably the ones with the last big chance to make a dent in this stuff. But if you're developing like, a new battle royale battle royale game now without an IP, it just feels like the boats or the ships already sailed. Well, it feels like it's too late for PUBG, let alone anything sort of like new yeah, yeah. that's coming out. It's kind yeah, of crazy. Yeah, it's PUBG, it's Fortnite, and I guess, yeah, Battlefield and or COD. I mean, anything else. I mean, just just forget it. Just stop. I mean, yeah, this doesn't excite me. I don't... And I guess the other big news is that there's no campaign mode as well, isn't it? In, yeah, in this game. see, this is the other thing. So the game's going to have the usual multiplayer and zombie and all that kind of stuff, but no single player. And Treyarch has now... Because you know there was this suspicion that they were working on it and then they sort of ditched it for the Battle Royale mode instead. Hmm. But then it turns out they've now said that they were never developing a, a single-player campaign for this. And, I mean, I with this, I no longer care about Call of Duty because the only thing I ever played with this was the single-player campaigns. I never played multiplayer. So this year, I'm, I'm just done with the series. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't played... Uh, Call of Duty, even a single player for a long time. I mean, I, I was yeah massively into Modern Warfare Two multiplayer, and up until up until or maybe like the one after that, I was buying them every year, playing single player, then doing multiplayer, loving it. But haven't done it for for, for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, interesting to see how this goes. Actually, speaking of leaks, there's another leak today that actually they've already well, the leak is that um, Modern Warfare Four is coming out in 2019 because uh, the guy who played Modern Warfare's Gaz and Modern Warfare 2's Ghost. Um, apparently it's been revealed he's doing a voice acting and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, basically, <laughs> in, in, in the bio of actor Craig Fairbrass, he mentioned uh, he's working on Call of, Duty one, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1, 2, 3, and 4. Okay. Um, Is that going to so, be like a 
What's that mean? Is that like a remastered series or something? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just says... Um, yeah, I, who cares? I, who cares? Yeah, it's, it just seems like there's maybe another, yeah. or another link or a leak already, but who knows? Anyway, next bit of news. Let's move on. Okay, so then also the inevitable has happened, which is that Shenmue Three has now been delayed into oh, 2019. Cut. For fu- yeah, I Come mean, on. It, so what? Yeah, I mean, it, they, they've set it for 2019, but I mean, you know that that's they haven't given a date in 2019, so you know it's going to slip to the end of 2019. I mean, this is the this is the second delay since the 2015 reveal. And Yu Suzuki has said that it's just because they're getting more time to like polish it and make it more better. <laughs> is, is that a direct quote? That, that's that's the direct quote. Is they're going to make it more better? But, more but, better. Um, well, and yeah, they're if, just... if they're making it more better, I'm, I mean, all yeah. delays are good on if they make games more better. I think that was the quote from yeah. Sekou Miyamoto back in the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's weird that they said they got more time because at the time I didn't have enough money to make the game um, yeah. when it happened. You know, on on Kickstarter. So that's interesting. I mean, it's going to slip to 2020, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, or, 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 I mean, or later. Or later, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, generally, you know, I would rather it was delayed and it was good, or more good, or more better than it releasing early and being total dog shit. It's one of those the things where high, anyway. <laughs> I can, I can really out. imagine this ending up in a kind of like, yeah, we're now aiming for a PlayStation Five launch uh, window. Is uh, what we're going for with this game? Oh god, this is going to be one of the first games that's going to be like it's going to straddle both generations. Yeah, it's like Xbox, even though it's still like a PS Three game, PS Five in nine K. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so good. I mean, it's it's a shame, but also, I mean, Jesus Christ, what, whatever, just it's make right, we've the got game remakes good. Of the first two coming, so that's fine. It's uh, yeah, I'll be, I've already pre-ordered that, so I'm looking forward to it. Ooh. But uh, yeah, it so is anyway, a deluxe uh, edition. So when you get his uh, iconic leather jacket, or no, that was with the Kickstarter thing where you yeah, yeah you had to put you put down a ton of money and you got like a uh, yeah you got the leather jacket yeah or I'll... dinner with you Suzuki I mean can you imagine how awkward that would be it's yeah uh... I, I'm, so I'm, I wonder if like people maybe did that but I haven't actually cashed it in yet and like this delays me now so okay I want the dinner now like, now I want it, I want to mention now because I need to know what the fuck's happening you uh, yeah brilliant. Okay, so the next bit we got is so Sony this week are also well they're not this week but it'll be later in the year they're shutting down physical Vita game production so the game cards are going to be stopped they're not going to be making any more of those this basically means that developers are no longer going to be able to ship like physical versions of their games in the format I mean the digital store is going to remain but I mean to be honest I mean I, I still follow the Vita stuff a bit because I still use it from time to time and new releases like. Just kind of dried up quite a while ago, anyway. I mean, there still is stuff, but not not very much. Yeah, Even though it's still doing... Stardew Valley is coming, isn't it? Like, yeah, which is crazy. I mean, that's been promised for ages, but it's not getting the multiplayer mode either. So it's oh, wow. um it's an older version of it. I mean, it's still doing pretty well in Japan, but I mean, as a format, it's it's pretty much kind of finished now, isn't it? Really, which but, is kind uh, of a when shame. When I had my Vita and I really liked it for the few months I had it, uh, when I went to sell it, um. Uh, basically, I took it to CX to sell it, and the guy's like, okay, is there a cart in this machine? And I honestly didn't know where the cartridge slot was because I'd never even put a physical cart in it. Yeah. I was like, I think it's... Is it a top? No, no, it's not a top, because that's for the camera accessory. I was at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, um, but you know, the, the Vita always felt like the perfect sort of digital-only platform. Um, yeah. So this is... I mean, who's actually bothered about this really but well I don't know I mean I think it's a shame because the Vita was a fantastic machine I think it's just that it it never really got what it should have had you know like in terms of game support and also I mean there was just a couple of things that made it 
like you know very irritating like you know the fact that you didn't have like enough shoulder buttons and uh majorly the um the back touch thing was absolutely the ridiculous back touch. Who thought and, that was I mean, a good idea? it was an insane idea and but the actual machine was great i mean i still play it from time to time and i use it for remote play a lot um less so now but uh now i, I use the switch for a lot of stuff now because it's just it's you know it's better uh, but there is still, I mean, the Vita still has a very good like library of games. It's just a shame oh, yeah. that it never Especially really Especially if you've been on, say, PS Plus from from very early on. I mean, I yeah. had hundreds of games, you know, for, for mine, just just, just the monthly stuff on PS Plus. And I know, obviously, they're stopping that in June, is it? Or yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a shame. But the Vita's just been yeah, the, the Vita's been killed off by Sony. It's it's over. Yeah. Okay, now we've got two here that Matt that you've put in, which yeah, you can talk I mean, about because I, I don't can't care. believe this I mean, wasn't at the top of the news. Oh, Microsoft come on. has announced a new Halo game. Okay, next bit of news is oh no, wait, sorry, it's for arcades. There's a new game called Halo Fireteam Raven. It's an arcade shooter for four players. Um, it's Hang on, built. When you say shooter, though, it's not like a first-person shooter kind of thing, is no, it? No, it looks basically like a light gun shooter. Mm-hmm. It's got those like those. It's got like a, a four turret mounted machine guns on the front of the, mach- on the front of the machine. A bit like I think it's like a Terminator game that does that, and uh, there's been those those games, isn't there? Yeah. So this is um, it's called Fireteam Raven. It's set in the time frame of Halo Combat Evolved, uh, and you play as one of Fighting Raven, a group of ODSTs who land on the surface of Alpha Halo and fight alongside Master Chief and the rest of the UNSC against the Covenant and the Flood. I mean. It's interesting, isn't it? They're well, releasing a game for arcades. I, you can say it's interesting. I don't think it's particularly interesting. I just watched the video and it looks... Um, uh, it doesn't look that great, does it? Like, I don't think. I mean, it, it's, it's just it's quite bizarre. Oh, yeah, I don't know why is... this exists. I mean, I mean, they can't be thinking... I mean, arcades are hardly like a sort of a growth sort of area. You the know, stranger thing to that is that basically this is like an exclusive in a place called Dave and Buster's in the US. Now... I know we do have some US listeners, so they might have to like, I mean, challenge me here. But isn't that like a what's? It, are you, have you heard of Dave and Buster's? Of course, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> of course, you haven't. okay. Uh, I'm fairly sure it's like a, a fast food place, whatever. Yeah, so it's it's exclusively in Dave and Buster's in the United States and Canada, but we'll expand to more locations eventually. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure. It's, I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm sure that patrons of Dave and Buster's will will enjoy this game, but um. I don't really know why this exists. It looks, I don't know. I just don't think it looks that great. It's uh, yeah, yeah, but anyway, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it coming to consoles. Uh, next bit of big news again. I can't believe this wasn't in your list, James. Again, because don't care, and it's not that interesting. It's, no Man's um, Sky is getting a huge update in July, and it's adding multiplayer. Now, this is multiplayer. It's adding multiplayer. No Man's Sky multiplayer. It's coming on July 24th. Now, this is a thing that loads of people like, oh. When it when No Man's Sky was eventually came out and there's obviously the huge disappointment, people are like, we've had multiplayer, I'll probably play it. Now, James, were you one of those people that said if it had multiplayer, you'd probably play it? I was not, no. I was one of the people that said if it had an interesting, engaging story, I'd play it. And <laughs> it- <laughs> Okay, well, um, so are you not even interested in, in, in even giving it a go? Because I certainly am. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a go because I still own the game. I mean, the main thing that I've always felt would bring me back to No Man's Sky is VR mode. Like, if it had that, I'd yeah. be in there like a shot because that so would be amazing. So once again, there's a massive arc happening, as as is, it feels constantly happening. And uh, one of the big things that people were thinking about is that it would get the VR update. I mean, obviously, I'll be, I'll be there 
I'll, I'll, de- I'll absolutely day one try that if, when 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 the VR update comes if it does come. Um, but you know, I mean, multiplayer experience it basically. Um, so what's happening is yeah, there's this huge update coming. It's coming actually for the Xbox One launch. Uh, obviously, it's also coming to PS4. Um, but basically. Yeah, so you can, in multiplayer, you can do base building, dogfighting in outer space, you can do racing your, your vehicles, uh, you can do it in small, either groups of friends or strangers, uh, you can basically like, work together to survive or to roam around or, you know, grief, I guess, other players. But yeah, um, it's a free update, it comes out on PS4, Xbox and PC, uh, July 24th. I mean, I can't wait to see what this is like. Cannot wait. I know no one else is really bothered, but... I think this, they're finally sort of delivering on some of the big promises that Pill wanted or hoped that this game would, would do. And um, yeah, I can't wait to I see know, what but happens. The, but the core game is not, it's okay, but it's not like amazing or anything. No, I but mean, it, might, it might be more fun with more people. Yeah. I mean, it might not be. I just think yeah. it's nice and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Okay, this is why I didn't put this in the news because I just don't think it's that interesting. But I, um, mean, we're, I think people are happy it's in the news. Uh, next bit of news, James. Okay, so the last piece we got is that Resident Evil 7 is coming to the Switch. Uh, but there's a bunch of caveats with this. It's ah. in Japan, and it's as a streaming game. This is crazy. Yeah. So it's a special version of Resident Evil 7. Apparently it runs, in inverted commas, in the cloud. And so basically this means it's like like PS Now, like as in you sort of dial in or whatever, and then you can yeah. play it through that. It's Japan only, and it's also you don't buy it. You rent it, like, for the period of time you're playing it. So... It's free for the first 15 minutes, then you get 180 days of play for around £13, and there's no plans to release this outside, but it is a weird development, this, because maybe we're going to see more stuff like this, because if the Switch isn't powerful enough to run some some of this kind of things, maybe they're going to start just streaming it to people. I mean, is this like part of Capcom's like strategy to like you know start streaming games to platforms instead? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's strange. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. I, I mean... I can't wait to see what Peel's impressions are. Obviously, it's not even coming out over over in the West, but yeah, I mean, if you've got good internet and this all works, this is insane. Thirteen quid for one hundred and eighty days of play. I but mean, it is, uh, it's weird though, isn't it? Because it's oh, like it's, it the is, main this is selling point weird. of the Switch. Well, the main selling point of the Switch is you can take it and play it anywhere. With this, it's like you can take it and play anywhere as long as you've got a Wi-Fi connection that's fast enough to be able to stream the games. Yeah, well, you might have a Tether four four G. Who knows? Yeah, so this actually comes out on Thursday. So yeah, I mm. can't wait to see the first result, the first sort of reports in Japan about how it works. It's, yeah. um, I mean, the, it's Japan only, but I, I don't. Know, I mean, this that's truly a test bed, and if not if enough people want it or hear enough good things about it, I'm surely they'll just bring it to the West. But uh, yeah, maybe it's just yeah, odd. I mean, I just think it's odd. But um, Resident Evil Seven is a good looking game, so it'd be. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see on Switch, even if it yeah. is sort of a weird streaming PS Now thing. But yeah, I mean, good on Capcom. They're they're crazy. Keep on going, Capcom. You mad, mad idiots. Yeah. Um. So that's it. That's all for the news this week. There's been so much news. That has. Should Especially we get on to the? We also missed the fact that like Stalker Two was announced. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. The weird thing about Stalker Two being announced is that there's just basically a website, and it says it's coming out in 2021. I mean. Right. That's that's three years away. I mean, this is quite an early. I mean, are they have they even started development? Have they even started the Google Doc saying Stalker Two? Like three years away before before the game's even out. This is why uh, this wasn't in the news because um, yeah, just, there's nothing. There's a conversation about it, and it's just a bit odd. But yeah, should we get on to what you've been playing? Yeah, shall we? 
Okay. So, I mean, Matt, what, what have you got this week? Um, I haven't really got anything. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Hence the empty space in my part of the document. I, I did mean, wonder. We, yeah. we, we recorded last week on Tuesday, and then Wednesday I was ill... I don't know, Wednesday I was dead because I hadn't... This is boring. I, I, and there's only two nights where I could actually play games, and I was ill. And I played Dark Souls. I played some of the Dark Souls DLC. You didn't play that, did you, James? I didn't, know. No. Yeah. I mean, I... I um, so I, I basically got very, very close to end, to finishing Dark Souls, as we may have mentioned on the last pod. Um, and then uh, some people were saying, oh, maybe we should do a DLC. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And then... I put out a poll on Twitter and basically people overwhelmingly said, yeah, you need to do a DLC. It's brilliant. It's got some of the best bosses, some of the best areas. So I'm starting that. And I did a stream on Sunday night and I was like, oh, how long is this like to take me? And some people were saying, oh, it's about another 30 hours of gameplay. What? So, <laughs> so I mean, well, apparently so. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll whiz through it. I've already killed one boss. And I think there's like two, two to sort of, uh, well, there's one, one, uh, optional boss and then two bosses you definitely have to do um, but yeah uh, I'm enjoying it so far I, I also got this like, amazing weapon upgrade I think it's like the U, uh, it's like the Yuchi or something it's like this giant katana and uh, last night I went on a bit, of, like, a, a bit of a chase to get that and get upgraded to plus 15 and it's absolutely sick as fuck so really enjoying that and uh, I, honestly I didn't really want the Dark Souls stream to end I know I was getting incredibly close to finishing the game but you know, I'm enjoying it so much, I just don't really want it to end, so I'm happily doing this extra 30 hours. I might drag out and do every single mission in the game before having to finish this thing, because I don't really want it to end. So that's that's completely the opposite of how I feel about Fahrenheit with that stream, because that's I'm <laughs> rushing to finish that as quickly as possible. I, I mean, think I'm, in the next week... Left? I think I've only got about a third left, and I'm going to try and finish it this week, because then I can just bin it off and I'm done with it. And then I've done all three of David Cage's well, easy-to-play games. Uh, I haven't played the other one, the David Bowie one, but yeah, yeah, I'll play those those three and then it's done. Because I mean, Detroit's out quite soon, but I'm probably not going to play it for a while. It's now today. What, what, when is it out? I don't know. Is it the twenty second or something like that? Either way, it's 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 out soon, but I'm I'm not likely to play it because I didn't feel like I could play it for review because I just thought I'm just. Obviously, I'm going to be. I'm obviously I'm going to be objective about it, as objective as possible. But also, you know, there's a certain style to my reviews, and it's. I I don't think that maybe it'll go down that well. And also, I mean, the second reason is I don't. I don't want to pay for it either. Like a lot of money, I don't want to pay fifty pounds for a David Cage game, which I I'm pretty certain is not going to be amazing. So it's going to be a while, I think, until I get around to playing it. Um, but yeah, it it's happen. actually out tomorrow. Um, okay. So yesterday, if you're listening to the show on on the day it comes out, yeah. I, oh God, I do really want to play that, but. I'm not buying any more games until I get God of War finished. Yeah. Because it's a piss take. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what reviews are like. I cannot wait to see. God, imagine if it's like a proper 10 out of 10. I would love that, to see people eat their words. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, no, obviously but you're, you're not allowed to make I, any guesses. That, but, you know. To see mm-hmm. Reset Era just up in flames. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's really all we've been playing. Um that's I, I amazing, did, Matt. You could I have did. played something. You've not played anything on your phone or anything at all. Not Fortnite. Apart no, because I've been ill or working or sleeping. I mean, I, I did reinstall. Um, actually, it wasn't actually uninstalled. I did reinstall Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, oh, I'm because, not talking about that. No, but I, I, I've, I've done. I've been ill and or sleeping and or you know playing Dark Souls. So no, nothing, nothing much for me. Um, but you've been playing a fair bit, haven't you? Man, I, I put in a lot of work effort this weekend. I wrote three good. reviews, and it's like I've put in ton. I've done tons of stuff, and it stuff that wasn't even good. I've had to. Pl- I've like well, had to play, nice and you. it's you know, 
<sighs> and what, 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 what games did you review then? Well, I did. I reviewed Rage and Justice, which I talked about last week, which is not a very good game. I played and that review, didn't I, a bit around Dave's? Yeah, what did you think of it, Matt? I think it looked awful, and um, <laughs> it wasn't even fun to play. I mean, what, what did you give it review wise? Was that a spoiler? It, well, it got a five. It's um, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the graphics are weird. It, so, Rage and Justice is basically sort of like a, a Streets of Rage st- style game. No, what, it's what? not. It's but, yeah, go on. <laughs> you were quite adamant of saying that on, the, on when I saw you. But what, uh, why is it not? Because it looks like it from a from a from someone no, who doesn't. doesn't know it doesn't look like a Streets of Rage game at all. It the does, only, the it's only pixelated thing... and it's like side scrolling, and you're like men yeah, punching people. The only people thing and... they've got in common is that it's a side scrolling brawler. That's the only thing it's got in common. Yeah, but, uh, Visually, it streets. looks nothing like it. It, visually, it looks nothing like it. The you know the visual style of the game, the control system is nothing like it. It's really basic, really simplistic. Soundtrack terrible. It's it's nothing like Streets of Rage. Just don't don't get me with that because it it's, sounds like it, you're defending it quite a lot. I mean, to me, from a, someone an outsider, it looks like a Streets of Rage style. No, game. it's not. But Matt, you have not played a Streets of Rage game, which we're going to remedy soon, and we, then you will yeah. understand that there is a massive gulf in difference between the two games. I mean, it's like saying that like Busby the Bobcat is pretty much exactly the same as Mario Odyssey. It's like <laughs> it's insane, you know, to like to say that it doesn't make any no, sense. It's very possible. I mean, but, uh, so yeah, the do. Graphically, this game is strange because the actual characters look a bit like it's like Rise of the Robots or like well, that. <laughs> I, you know, I should have said Rise of the Robots in my review. I didn't. Instead, I, I highlighted I highlighted Pit Fighter, Clay Fighter, and Mortal Kombat because that's what yeah, it looked like. Because it's like they're the, all good references. I mean, they're not Rise of the Robots, but no. But it's that same sort of like digitized style with like the poor animation quality and yeah, that kind of thing. It's yeah. um yeah, it doesn't look good. But yeah, I played that with you briefly. That's probably the game I played most this week. Um Yeah, no, that wasn't good. So the other stuff I played is I played I played Moss um on PSVR. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, so what what do you think? Well, you see, I've got some things about this because you, you asked me because I saw, I told you I'd finished it and then you were like, Did you like it, yes or no? And, like, no more detail. Don't tell me any more detail. Well, the answer to that is yes, I did like it. Brilliant. But okay, there are a on. bunch of caveats. There's, oh, like, okay. a whole things. Well, no, because the thing is, to me, this game felt like a tech demo. Like, it, it really felt like a, like a sort of a, a tech demo. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, it's really short as well. It felt like a sort of a proof of concept sort of thing, like a demo. Like, they were just going to show you this is the first, like, you know... You, do you remember, like, the shareware era, where they would, like, you know, give yeah. you out, like, the first chapter and, you know, then you'd have to pay for the rest. It felt like that. Like, when it came to the end of the game I thought this can't be the end because they're just starting to it's just starting to become interesting and then now suddenly they've they've got rid of it but I see I didn't there was a couple of things I didn't like about it I didn't uh, like no, the, just the, on. I mean four and a half hours I think that, that, that it's not four and a half hours no nowhere near it's it's nowhere near four and a half hours it's I, I finished it in about two hours or so bollocks Seriously. So on them um, if you go to like how long to beat Dot com. It's like four and a half to six and a half. You'd no way to do it in two and a half hours, James. Bullshit. If, if I, I, seriously, I played it like last night, and I only pl- I played it the day before. I played it for about twenty minutes, and then last night I played it for about an hour and a half or so, and I was done with it. I was finished. It's 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 not a difficult game. It's really quick to, to skip through it. It's two take hours. Long. I I, yeah. don't, I mean I don't, I don't think you did in two hours, but okay. I wish I could time it, but it's it's um yeah it was two, it was do, very I don't short. believe you did in two hours, but because I I was hardly like getting stuck, but whatever. Um okay, so you like the game? You think it's a tech demo? But yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things I didn't like. I didn't like the sort of the fantasy storytelling like sort of styling of that. It felt too much. You know, like the whole sort of like. 
you know the storytelling method yeah. they used. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't like, like that. You didn't like the voiceover, tone the pages to read in the book. And... Uh, I didn't like the voiceover. The voiceover I found irritating. Yes, it's yeah, like... I read other reviews that said that, but I, I didn't mind it so much. It was. Fine, but it's yeah. also, I mean, that was the thing because it was the cutscenes in particular that I found tiresome because it was like there were so many times when there were cutscenes where I was just thinking I'd rather be playing what they're describing than listening to them talking about it with a boring voice. I didn't, I didn't like that very much. Okay, right. Well, they didn't really offend me, but uh, yeah, okay. But then, I mean, the other thing with it, oh man, this is a this is a takedown of this game now. This is becoming, which is not my intention, but it's like, see, the other thing I felt about it was for the first half of the game, I couldn't really see why it needed to be on PSVR either. Like, it, it really felt well, like it could have just been on like TV. It would have been absolutely fine. But then it started to make more sense after about the halfway mark, and. I discovered because you know, like some of the puzzles become much more involved and more sort of yeah. like complicated to figure out. And then I, you, you realize, I mean, I was stupid with this, but you realize, you know, you can stand up, you can kind of like walk around and look look at the like the level, like as yeah. you're there. I mean, because I mean, I don't think we explained last week, but I mean, this this game takes place from like a sort of a bird's eye view where you know the, the mouse that you're controlling, Quill, is like you you see a sort of like in forests and stuff, you know, from from a sort of a bird's eye perspective. So you can really like look around and look around corners, you know, like in 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 PSVR, which is really cool. And it was it was you get such a good sense of like I mean as you always do with VR games, but this sort of sense of like place and of like the you know the scale of everything was pretty yeah. cool. But that that was when I was starting to really enjoy it. Was when they started to make it feel like actually I do need to sort of examine this level so I can try yeah, and figure out what I need to do. Especially if you're going to collect like the scroll things and mm-hmm. I think there's like another collect wasn't there? But yeah, if you're trying to get those, like I was looking around every level, you know, really put like get standing up, put my head inside the level. You know, to to see if there's anything around the corner. I thought that stuff was all really, really well, really well done. But yeah, I do agree that. I mean, and actually, arguably, you could probably get away with doing even that without VR. You could probably hold down a trigger, move, mm-hmm. move, you know, move a stick and stuff. But you know, I, I think it worked well in VR. Um, I think it worked well. Um, it's just. As I said, it was only towards the end that I began to feel like they were playing with something interesting with this. Whereas, apart from that, it was um, it could have just been on TV. It really could have been like the earliest stuff, anyway. But how? I mean, how did you feel about the combat? Because I thought it was all right, but I just thought it was kind of it was adequate. I mean, uh, yeah, it was super basic. It was quite. It, I mean, it's not the combat wasn't fiddly, but when there was like a few of those like bugs on screen where there were like ones like firing, you know, fire at you, and there's like yeah. and another one like goes and like rushes you. It was a bit. It was a bit sort of annoying in places, just because it felt a bit filling. There's a lot going on, but no, I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't really focused on the combat, was it? It was a uh, no. It's just a mean, little, a bit, it was just something extra to add into the mix. Oh, it's mostly trying to figure out the sort of the you know the the, tr- the puzzles, you know, trying to have the, the yeah. Speaking of the puzzles, right? Did you have the issue? The issue I had was basically that I would. Uh, hold down a trigger to basically control maybe uh, one of the bugs on the screen if I was moving them around so they can unlock a switch, and this and, and it was it was constantly sort of losing my tracking of my controller, and, and that it was my fault because I was basically holding down a trigger and you know lifting up the controller in the air and maybe dragging it over to the right hand side, and I dragged it over enough that it was basically losing sight of the blue bar on the pad, you know, from the camera. Did that did that ever happen to you? Because no, once again, I, I was basically like dragging my hand, but constantly, but, but also like dra- uh, curling my hand round, so the front of the pad was always looking at the controller. It was a bit I of an awkward really way that. doing it. It was. I found the tracking was fine. I mean, I found the perfect way to play PSVR, like with my setup, where it's like 
I have to sit on like a small table in the middle of the room in front of the machine, and then it's fine, and it like works okay. Yeah, I don't. And I, and I, re- I, thought, I thought okay, maybe this is actually much more built for move, but actually there's no move support. But yeah, yeah I just felt because I was like doing a lot of like holding down trigger and dragging my pad around and dragging enemies around that I inevitably just had it so that the the front of the pad was facing almost behind me because I was using my arm to drag things out of the way, and I was losing track. I was losing tracking, but. No, I, I, th- I thought it was great. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say the game ends and the story's wrapped up. But then it basically mentions another book. Well, it's Did not. You... The story isn't wrapped up at all. It's like that's the whole point. It's like yeah, it I, hits, I mean, it really. I mean, obviously, it just says this is the end of book one, which is going to indicate that there's going to be a book two, or hopefully there is, depending on how well this sold. But it's. I mean, it really, really needs. It needs like a massively expanded sequel with much more of the VR stuff, like made use of because that's when it started to become really interesting and it it start then it became started to become something which was like you really couldn't do this unless it was in vr but the early stuff not so much but But, it was good i just i just i'll tell you what i did like though was you know i mean you know when you're sitting in that sort of um you know the massive building reading the book it's like there's a fantastic sense of like scale there like i mean at the end of the game when you're just sort of you know, sort of standing there. I spent ages actually just standing there looking around. I thought this is really, yeah. this really I, feels like you're somewhere. It's it's very I, cool. The weird thing is, so basically at the end of every chapter, and then like so after you're you're actually sort of playing the game, at the end of each chapter, you're then put back you as the player, like sat in these, uh, you know, in a, in a church basically where this where where you're lifting the pages of this book and the story is being narrated to you. And every time you go back to the church, it feels like it's a different time of day. And one of them is like it's it's night and it's pitch black, and I got a little bit freaked out about that because <laughs> like <laughs> you're just reading a book by candlelight, and I was like, fuck if this if I was really in this church, you know, like really high sort of you know ceilings and it's dark, and I, you know, I didn't like that. I was worried something was going to pop out at me. Yeah, it didn't. So it's fine. It didn't. No, but um, I, I, I mean, you saying about oh, um, the game. You know, could it be done in VR? Could it not be done in VR? For me, this felt a bit like Toy Story three and the whole like three D thing. Like, you know, ha- uh, Avatar the film came out in three D and it was really like brash in your face. And then by the time Toy Story three came out, it was like a really subtle use of three D and it worked really, really well. It wasn't smashing over the head of it. It was just it gave mm. more sort of. Uh, density yeah, see, to, to 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 like Woody and 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 the other and, and Buzz and stuff in, in in Toy Story three and I thought this feels like a bit the same for VR like this probably could be done without VR but what it uses of VR is much more subtle much more refined and elegant use of VR than just hey things are going in your face the whole time that's true to a degree but then also in some ways when I was playing it I kept on thinking I wish I was playing this in four K on my TV because it would look a lot nicer. And wouldn't look so sort of blurry yeah. as well, it does. I, will, in, I, will, in VR. I do. I do think this is one of one of the better looking PSVR games. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the grainy, te- grainy textures and like blurriness that normally might be very obvious and potentially a bit annoying. Uh, didn't yeah. didn't seem to have an issue. To. Did that, you play, that was um, the big problem I had with you know with Skyrim when I played that in VR. That was the problem I had with that because there was yeah. so much sort of graininess and blurriness that it made me feel really sick. And yeah, I ended up I couldn't stick with have it. You really. got, have you got it digitally or physically? For what? Which one? A, a Skyrim. I haven't got it anymore. I sold it. Oh, okay. It was it was a physical copy. I do I do want to play that. Did you um Did you play Batman in the end? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm oh. intending to, but I I didn't get around to it. Yeah, I can't wait to see was, what you uh, think about that. That's, uh... Yeah, I mean, I played that around yours a while ago, but oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yes, remember did, much yeah. about it. And actually, no, I didn't. I didn't actually get to play it, but I watched it and it looked, it looked all right. Yeah, but, there's a, loads of other games you just download. Loads, just yeah, get downloading. Cool. Uh, but, what else you can play other than Moss? 
Well, the other the only other thing I had was I had um, episode two of the council. Um, you oh, probably yeah. don't remember. Do you remember me talking about yeah, this? I remember, yeah, not. yeah, yeah. What was it about? Um, I don't remember the story, but I remember it's episodic. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, okay. Is it from the period made detention? No. Nope. Is, is it uh, do detention? No, no, it's nothing to do with that. This okay. is big, big bad wolf uh, makes this. It's another oh, okay. company. That sounds scary. Um, so basically, what the council is is it's a. It's a narrative adventure game, like a sort of a Telltale style game, um, set on an island where you meet sort of historical figures, and there's a kind of a mystery you're trying to unravel. But the big hook with it is rather than just having like dialogue, you also your character is upgradable, so you can like take different paths to try to you know the, to solve problems and everything, or solve or like you can. So for example, you can be like a diplomat, so you can put all your points or whatever into that, so that when you have conversation with these like with these figures like Napoleon and George Washington, you'll be better at like you know discussing things with them and get more secrets out of them or whatever or if you decide to go for like science or logic or whatever then you'll be more sort of adept at sort of finding clues and things like that it's they kind of focus on that and what what was really really good in the first episode of it was that it really felt like you could just sort of commit to a degree to one of those paths and could kind of ignore the other stuff because yeah. i'm not a huge fan of puzzles in in adventure games i just don't i'm not a big fan of that i mean it was good in stuff like Monkey Island, but I I hated it when it starts to get really really obscure and sort of hysteric. And so with with this, I mean, in the first game, I really just focused but, but, on being but a But the Monkey Island games were exactly obscure and esoteric, and that made them so good. They were, but they were also funny as well. Yeah, and funny. That, Whereas like puzzle games it... and say like season one of The Walking Dead was literally just find this thing and go to the other thing and yeah, yeah. I mean in in the council they're more developed than that. It's like you have to like read through like sort of book you know sections of books and everything and work out oh, dates for things and it's all that kind of stuff and it's really weird because it's like if you put in more points into like stuff like uh, into things like science and logic and stuff then those puzzles you can kind of bypass so you don't have to do them and it's kind of the opposite of what I thought they would be like if I did that because I enjoy that style then I'd have thought it would have made the, the problems more interesting to solve but instead you just kind of bypass them so it's a bit odd yeah but that's weird as I said in the first episode, I really felt like you could you could really sort of explore it in any kind of way you wanted. The second episode, it feels much more sort of stripped back and sort of like channeled in a specific path. And I began to regret some of the decisions I'd made in the first episode in terms of like balancing my character. Because there was far less dialogue, far less conversation in this part of the game. And it was much more about sort of exploring and about solving puzzles. And my character was terrible at that. So... It was still fun. It was still good to do, but it's. And I, I, by the end of the episode, I'd begun to sort of rebalance the character a bit by, you know, spending points in different ways so that I had some more different skills. So, but, does this game also have like branching paths whereby you, yes. you make? Okay, so it's got that as that as well as the ability to change how your player. Yeah. Answers. Okay. Wow. So it feels like it's a lot more complicated than just. He will remember that from Walking it Dead. It is, yeah. It's it's quite a lot more complicated than stuff like The Walking Dead, but in some ways more satisfying. I've found so far because you can like really like use these different skills to unlock different like conversation trees. A bit like you could. I like, remember in Mass Effect, it was like that as well. You know, oh, if yeah. you like went on different paths, and you would you'd be able to unlock like Paragon, you know, conversations and stuff like that. It's a bit more like that, and I found that to be pretty interesting so far. I, I mean, have you um have you had to make like huge choices that you've been really like, oh, what what do I do, and have it has had huge ramifications yeah I did yeah because there was at the end of the first episode it's like that and then 
the second episode opens and depending on how you've like behaved in the first episode, you have a completely different experience in the second one. And That's good. Like, to the, and it, I mean, the thing is with the game, I mean, it's the most interesting like narrative adventure I've played for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I find it very interesting, but I just still felt a bit like I didn't like being channeled down sort of one, one way in this, in this episode um, quite so much. But and also it still has the same technical problems that the first episode have. Like it really chugs on the Xbox One. It it looks it has like, you know, frame rate problems and yeah. like you get you know, like you, when you get like the V Sync stuff that doesn't quite work properly and it's got all that going on, it doesn't look good. But overall it's I mean I'm gonna it's five episodes the whole series and I'm gonna stick with it because it really is a very interesting take on adventure games and I really would recommend it to anybody who likes that genre. Uh, but when did the first great. one come out? It feels pretty Pretty soon, pretty recent. So at least they keep. Yeah, it was up. Where, where close was it? to the. I think it was around February or March. Okay. Okay. So so and and have they got more of a time frame about when episode three is coming, or is it like Telltale where it could be any time? Um, there doesn't. I don't know because I did. I had a look on the website and there was no sort of date set, but they've been pretty good with episode two. So I think they do seem to be keeping to a schedule. Yeah, that it's, makes such um, a difference, doesn't it? Like the fact that the Walking Dead series. I mean, I didn't bother with season three, but. I, I, like they just seem like you can play a game and you're not even sure when this time is. Even if I said the next one's out in two months' time, at least I know. It's more yeah. like the not knowing that that does my head in. Um, but you see, I mean, what I really liked about this is the sort of the ownership that you feel like you've got over the character, and you know, you never really feel that in like The Walking Dead. Like you never yeah. really feel like this is your character because it's a pre pre built one. But with this, even though it is pre built, you can still like influence the sort of direction it's going to go in, and. Yeah, that's yeah, good. It's it's interesting. It's it really, like a much, really much more th- complex web of possi- yeah. p- possibilities. But then it's still not. It, it's not like really sort of like nerdy or anything like that. It's not like really difficult to get your head around like the way the systems work. They're, it's very simple actually. It's just that adding this extra layer of complexity just makes it much more interesting. I think. Okay. Cool. But yeah. But it's good. Uh, but that's that's the last other thing. I mean, the only other thing I've played was God of War, which I finished, which we talk about. We talked about before. We need to wait for Dave to come back and for you to finish it. Yeah. Then we can talk about how we feel about it. Maybe I'm desperate. But, of, uh, I'm desperate of hair shot, but just yeah. you know, time of that in it. Okay, cool. Should we go to emails? Yeah, let's let's get on to emails. So if you want to email us, it's uh, the computer game show at gmail.com. So the first email I've got is from James McCall. He says, um, I wonder which are the worst game franchises in your opinion. So maybe ones you just don't like or ones that you think are okay, but you just can't understand why they're so popular. Uh, that's James McCall again. Hmm. Do you think of anything? I mean, the, the trouble is like worst franchises that often that they get fixed enough. So like, you know, so, 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 so they do become good. I mean, like, FIFA has been up and down so often. I mean, I haven't bothered with FIFA for ages because I just think FIFA's been FIFA's been pretty good for like the last couple of years. I mean, it, it's I mean they're not making significant changes to that anymore now because of the fact that it's becoming like the esports stuff and they can't make huge changes to it. But it's pretty solid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like the, the, that's why I say well, it, it it looks it looks okay, but I I, I it, it's it's not enough to make me think. Yeah, you know, because I, I love football, but I just I don't think. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I was not going to bother with FIFA. I don't know. How are you? I don't know. You see, I, there isn't really anything that I really like significantly dislike. I mean, I just think there's stuff that I don't really choose to play. But it's usually, I mean, just like puzzle games. I don't usually like to play because I just don't like them. But apart from that, I can't really think of any sort of franchises that I really, really dislike or hate. Really, it's, I mean, yeah, there isn't really. How about Sonic the Hedgehog? 
I'm fine with Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, the new games are terrible, obviously, but, you know, well, not obviously not uh, Sonic Mania, because that was brilliant, but, you know, in general. I don't know. I, I really can't think of anything that I really, really dislike. There's nothing. Yeah, because often the ones that are really bad, they're not franchises. They're, like, one or two games max. But the franchises, you know, the things like CODs and, like, uh, FIFA, yeah. Battlefield, you know, like the Pokemon, like the really long running ones, like those ones. Well, they've obviously done enough to make to make it worthwhile, and uh, and they're obviously good enough, good enough because people will keep buying them. See, that's the thing because I mean, usually, I mean, there's games that I don't play, like Hearthstone and stuff like that, or there was like World of Warcraft when that came out. I mean, I I never played those games, but you know, they're not. That's just because I didn't feel like playing them, but I wouldn't say that I didn't really dislike them or hate them or anything. I mean, I I imagine that they were popular for a reason. They must have been good. It's just they're not. They didn't look like something that I'd probably like. Yeah, I well, well, when I was younger, my friend said, "Matt, just don't play World of Warcraft because we'll lose you." So, yeah, <laughs> so that I that was one of the it. reasons I didn't play it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh... okay. Uh, next one we got. Hi guys, uh, which games console do you think has had the most impact on you as a gamer, and why? For me, I'd say the original Game Boy. Uh, whilst it wasn't the first gaming device I had, that was the ZX Spectrum, it was the console which took things to the next level for me with its variety of fun games and handheld gaming, which remains a big passion of mine. It's not the best machine I've ever owned, and it doesn't have the best games, but it certainly has the most impact, and that's Haze Red Mist. Yeah, the original game was a big one. I mean, I, I didn't have one, but my friend Aaron Knight did at school. Aaron, if you're listening, hello. Um, and so what I used to do is I used to basically lend, give him my lunch and all my watch so I could play his Game Boy at lunch. What, well, we what did we he do with that. your watch? Well, I just let him like borrow my watch for the day or for lunch or whatever. Because I why would he borrow a watch for lunch? Did he just like wear <laughs> I it? Well, <laughs> I had like a digital watch, and he had a Game Boy, and also I think he also gave my lunch anyway. Regardless, we played that that Bugs Bunny game on Game Boy so much, we absolutely loved it. But in terms of like one that has has had the most impact, I mean, I have to say Sega Saturn, mostly because you know I just played that so much with my friends every night after school, and you know that that, that was. I mean, I guess I was reading like magazines from early early doors, but you know, because I remember reading Sega Saturn, ma- a Sega magazine, and that was when they announced when like Sonic Three came out. So it wasn't like it was my first, my first time at, like gamer magazines really got me. But I remember Sega Saturn magazine was one of the big early ones, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I love the magazine, love the writers, and maybe love the games and the console even more. I mean, obviously that console was not the best one ever and didn't have the best ever gamers, but in terms of the amount of playtime that machine got with me, me and my mates and all the games, all the things we enjoyed on it, it has to be the Sega Saturn. Yeah, you see, for me it's a bit of a it's a tricky one because, again, the Game Boy was something that I, I coveted for such a long time and eventually got when I was about, how was I? I think I was about 11 or 11 or 12 when I got that. And I used it just constantly. I absolutely loved it. But it's, either, I mean, also the first console I had, the Master System, was another thing which was yeah. a, had a big impact to me because that was what really got me into gaming in like a kind of a big way. Did you have the Master System 1 or 2? I had the 2. Yeah, I had the I had two, yeah. version 2. It was, I mean, it wasn't as good. The sound chips were not as good as in the, the original one, apparently. But um, it was still, I still really, really loved it. I've still got it. It's somewhere in the loft, I think. Yeah, but I then... really want to get it. I want to get another one because there's a game I loved called Putt and Putter. I've definitely mentioned, mm-hmm. mentioned this on the pod before. It's ba- me and my sister played it all the time. It's basically a mix between Crazy Golf and Pinball. Oh, God, Putt and Putter. That's one of the all-time Master System games for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Master System. Is, is that the yeah, one? That, uh, oh, they, the, I mean, the only other one would, be, would probably be the Mega Drive. Yeah, Mega Drive Strike Genesis or whatever because that, I mean, that was the one that I got when I was kind of like teenager and it was... 
that was the thing I played with my friends all the time. We, you know, we used to come home from school, play it together all the time. And it was, I mean, I just remember the first time I saw Sonic the Hedgehog running on it, and I was just completely blown away because I'd been playing it on the Master System, and it was just suddenly it's like, wow, you know, how good does that look? <laughs> yeah, and sixteen sound? bit graphics. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I remember just begging my parents to let me buy one, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it had a big impact because I mean, a lot of the games that I still like to this day are still. Yeah, they're, they're sort of their roots in Genesis games. Yeah, it's like Rage of Justice. Yeah, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> Next question. So with this, okay, so we got so with this erotic games on Steam issue news making the rounds. Are I they mean, going it didn't to be make banned? James's round, but it didn't know because it's not interesting. Uh, well, obviously, it's interesting. But no, it's not. Uh, are they are they going to be banned or not? Who can tell? I was just wondering, what's the most embarrassing game you've ever played? I was caught by the wife a few years back playing one of those desktop dress-up flash games. I explained it was research, but in actual fact, I wanted to see what Chun Li would look like in a shell suit. <laughs> so that's from that's from anonymous yeah. um, who wants to remain anonymous I'm, I'm because they were, they were concerned about um, certain things. Embarrassing games. I mean. I do remember playing Heavy Rain and like the the, the sex scene, and uh, I think I might move. Was that? I think I might move Jill at that point, or maybe someone else. And yeah, it's like they should. They she always used to come in when I was doing something embarrassing in that game. I was like, for fuck's sake! But, there um, was a lot of embarrassing stuff in that game. To be fair, it was. Yeah. Uh, it's a super embarrassing but I've, game. I've ne- I can't actually say if I've played an erotic game. I mean, that sounds right up my street, but really. Okay, I'm just. I mean, I think Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Oh, that was, yeah, I that mean, was Jesus one. Christ, yeah. I mean, I, that, well, was, I, that wasn't. Yeah, good. if I was you, definitely that one. Yeah, I, I played quite a lot of that game over over a summer. It was a good summer, but uh, <coughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, sadly, the v, the VR version of that hasn't come out as it in in the West. Uh, not over here. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure it came out in Japan, so you could probably find it. But oh, it definitely did. Yeah, because I remember seeing some disgusting yeah. videos of it. It was uh, very. How disappointing. many disgusting videos did you watch? No, just just the one where they were talking about you know how how appalling it was, and so I, I thought I'm never going to play that because it looks disgraceful. Research, yeah, <laughs> disgraceful, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but then arguably, well, I, I also <laughs> when I was at university and uh, I had Xbox Live, and I remember playing whatever that first um, Rainbow Six game was. Was it was was the first one that came out of Xbox Live on the Xbox, the original Xbox? Well, it was Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Three, wasn't it? Yeah, well, whatever that was. I remember playing that and I like, had like the headset on and I was going like, you know, like, you know, you were saying those sort of combat commands as you do when you're playing online. I remember everyone laughing at me because I get also yeah. that, that that was quite early on in the online online days. So people were like, oh, you're talking to your army friends online. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, we're playing. <laughs> your playing, army friends. <laughs> playing combat. <laughs> yeah. That's and, pretty and, good. You know, I mean, I think someone in like, the one of the Dark Souls streams recently said, Matt, is this the most embarrassing game you've played? Like, I guess if I'm thinking, oh, you know, like that's got more lightning resistance and I need to get out a ring and that armor set. But I don't know, I've never really found Dark Souls to be embarrassing in that nah, way. That's not embarrassing. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassed every single time I use PlayStation VR because my wife just mocks me for it if she's <laughs> Are in. Are you seriously? Yeah, she just laughs every time she, I who, do it. Who like, cares? She's always laughing I mean, at I, me. Well, I don't care, it's just weird, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, when I played Moss, um, uh, Jill and Eddie were mostly out of the house, so it was okay, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, actually, in terms of the most embarrassing thing in PSVR, it's probably like when I played Super Hot because I was just so sweaty. <laughs> like, yeah. and like that—that's not just like oh, you're standing around looking around, maybe looking at whatever game you're playing. You're actually like, jumping around and like diving. You know, just almost well, doing. You like, say, make- 
You say jumping and diving, I'd say flailing. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. that's pretty I mean, much what I was doing jumping, most of the yeah. time. You're actually not moving your body as if you were in the Matrix dodging bullets. So, God, that must that must be horrendous. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I told you this, Chen filmed me many times playing that game. And, uh, yeah, it, it does look appalling. But, uh, I know, not bad. Anyway, uh, next one's from Ben. Uh, just a quick one this time. I've recently bought a PS Vita, so I wanted to ask, what are some of your favourite Vita games and what would you recommend? Oh, man. Um, Guacamelee is, is amazing. That's- yeah, it's brilliant on, on Vita. I enjoyed um, that. I loved whatever the Everybody's Golf is. Um, I remember hammering that loads on Vita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't played it, but I guess everyone raves about Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, P- Persona 4 Golden's brilliant. I mean, I played Hotline Miami on it, and it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. And yeah. also Steins Gate. I mean, I talked about that a few weeks ago, but that was um, that was a that's a great game on Vita. But also, I mean, the big, the big ones, like the... Um, Killzone Mercenary and Uncharted, they're both pretty good. I mean, Killzone Mercenary, I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. Oh, I, I also Terror Away. I only played a little bit of that, but everyone raves about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are so many. And again, like I said earlier, if you've had PS Plus for a while, you've probably got hundreds of games in your library. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wonder, like, are sales for Vita games on PlayStation Store even that prevalent anymore? I don't know. I mean, they still, they still have... You know, like sort of discount sales and everything for them. Yeah, I mean, maybe. there's like Gravity Rush. That's brilliant. There's, there's. I mean, there is a lot of stuff on there. It's just that there's a lot of stuff which is also cross cross platform. So it's like if you, you know, if you want to play it, you can play it on PS3, PS4. Yeah, because I played like a fair so. bit of Fez as well on the Vita. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much. I still think the Vita is such an underrated console. I absolutely yeah. love mine for like the a year or whatever I've had it. Okay, uh, next one. This is the last email. Uh, this is from Adam, uh, second Trent. Okay, so we got a bit of feedback first. Matt, I feel as you as you do about E3, it's like gaming Christmas. How on earth are you actually going to refrain from peeking at news? How are you going to do it? How? Well, I mean, luckily I'm going away on holiday that week, so that's going to... And yeah, the thing about... We're going away on holiday with um, me and my wife and, and daughter and also uh, another family. So, you know, in the daytime we'll be doing, you know... our. our I mean, you know, I'll try not to be rude, to talk, you know, talking to them, so I won't be on the phone anyway. And in the evening, we'll put the kids down and then have a lot of drinks and food and stuff in the evening. So, it, I mean, basically, the hardest bit is actually going to be going to the toilet because that's when I would be like, there will be just me and the phone. But I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, um, obviously, I mean, I'm just very, very lucky in going away that week. Um, You're going to have to do what I did. You're going to have to turn off all your notifications, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to give you on my phone because Oh, I have it on like airplane, uh, you know, do not disturb mode or airplane mode on my on my my watch. Yeah, I turn all the notifications off, but uh, yeah, I'm just luckily I'm just luckily going away on holiday that week. I mean, I'm sort of I'm sort of dreading it, but also I mean, you know, E3 this year just feels like such a weird one. We've had so many leaks. It's just I don't know. I really wanted to be a good E3, like because it'd be funny because I'm missing it, and also just because I love E3. So if it's a shit and like if it's a shit of a year, that'd just be gutting, really. And loads. I've happen. heard of other podcasts saying like this feels a bit like a reloading year. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I mean, I hope it's a good one. But we've had so many leaks already, and so early on as well. We're so far. Well, we're, I think like three weeks. Was it three weeks out from E three, and like before we had tons of leaks, and mm-hmm. then companies have to make announcements because leaks already happened. So I don't know. I'll, I'll be fine. Cause, well, I think it'll be fine. I've never, ha- I've never actually had to do this before. I've always just watched it. So yeah. Um, I know what's going to happen. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to have a, a sneaky game of no. like Fortnite on there, 
you'll load that up and it will have like an ad saying like you know play Fortnite on PS5 you know coming <laughs> like, <whatever>. oh god <laughs> yeah that would, that would be insane yeah but yeah basically like, mm. no Twitter no Instagram like no Facebook and I don't really do it anyway but yeah no nothing because you can't even you can't even go on the internet you can't even go on the BBC website can you so no you can't literally it's, just it's... no internet for a week so that's yeah. gonna be crazy enough in itself but I'll so do I it. was but... fortunate because I was away I mean I was in Hong Kong when all this happened so I didn't like really I didn't read the news and stuff during that time anyway so it was fine but I still had to switch off all like the uh, you know like notifications and stuff because things come through if you're not careful I mean I'm hoping it's a good year but if it's a shit year then I, I chose wisely and next year mm-hmm. oh mama we're not we're missing next year so um, Adam's also got some questions for us what do you think should we do these because yeah. these are like quick fire round of questions so, so how about uh, how should we do this so okay so first we've got David or John pick one it's going I'm to go John. David. Sorry, John. Really? Okay, I John. But anyway, um, okay. So for me, we got Shanghai or Hong Kong. I probably would have to go for. Oh, that's really hard because I've got family in Hong Kong, in Shanghai. But probably I'm going to have to go for Hong Kong because it's nice uh, there. I think. Um, next one: T-bone steak, roysters, or pickled onion monster munch. Ah, oh, uh, I go pickled onion. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. That's not bad. Uh, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? Ah, oh, this is. Breaking Bad, uh, I guess Breaking obviously. Bad, yeah. But just, yeah. I mean, they're both incredible. Yeah, they're both good. Terminator 1 or 2? I mean, the answer's obviously 1, one but mm. yeah, there you go. Uh, night out with the missus or a day out with the kids? I mean, what kind of a question is that? It's obviously going to be a night out with the missus, but go on. Yeah, uh, I mean... Okay. Every day's a day out with the kids. It's, yeah, it's a very good point. But, like, when it's just me and Jill, like, all she does is basically say, oh, I wonder what Energy's doing. I mean, it's like... the um. Basically, Eddie's going away to her grandparents for a couple of days, and like, cause in the holidays. Um, oh, awesome! We get we get a couple of days together, and then she pulled a right face. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, do you remember we used to uh, forget about it? E3 or Apple Showcase? Uh, E3. Yeah, let's go with that. Definitely. Uh, for me, as long as they were guaranteed to be good, but you could only have one forever. Shenmue Three or Half Life Three? Think about this. Arts, if it's got, if it's guaranteed to be good. And I can only have one forever. It's definitely going to be Shenmue 3. Sorry. Oh, you're a mental but, you person. Know, I know you go for Half-Life, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nando's or Five Guys? Nando's. Um, I go Nando's. I mean, Five Guys is amazing, but it's really rather expensive. Nando's, yeah. you know what you're getting. So, yeah, you Nando's. Do. Fruit or veg? That's fruit, obviously. Yeah. Vasectomy or 100% guarantee condoms with complete lack of sensation? Wow, these are great What's questions. Going? It's got to be vasectomy, isn't it? I'm, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, definitely. It's a crazy question. Yeah. Um, hungry hippos or buckaroo? <sighs> That's quite a tough, actually. Yeah, because hungry hippos Cause is good, tense. but also it's quite... It's over quite quickly. See, I think buckaroo see, I like, is like, more, I like, more I like the chaos of hungry hippos, but buckaroo's got like the tension. Yeah, it's more strategic. I'm going to go buckaroo all day. I don't know. I like, uh, that's, that's quite tough. I think I'm gonna to have to go with Buckaroo as well. Actually, it's yeah. Yeah. It, it feels more. It's just basically slamming a hippo for like thirty seconds. Buckaroo, I mean, Buckaroo feels more sort of considered, doesn't it? It, it feels more considered and more sort yeah, of like you know, strategy, trying yeah. to figure things out. Uh, last question: Force Awakens or Last Jedi? Force like Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, are yeah. you excited about Solo, James? Um, not particularly, but no. I'm, I'm going to go and see it. But you know, it's, it's yeah, fine, I'm not I guess. excited, but I'm going to see it. But um, I, although um, my, th- uh, I guess my thoughts and wishes are much lower than Rogue One so I'll probably enjoy mm-hmm. more on that Right uh, let's move on to tweets if you want to tweet us it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter now the thing is first of all we're going to have to address the elephant in the room as it were because we've got 
several tweets about this. So, first of all, is this this is from Futile Exercise? Is this a stealth interface takeover? Very, um, very much is. For those new listeners who maybe aren't aware, James and I um, actually when the computer game show first started, we also decided uh, in the week leading up to it, we'd also start a tech podcast called Interface. I don't know why we decided to do that at like the same time. Yeah, that was, was utterly crazy, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at first we were doing, you know, like this once a week, that once a week, you know, we're, we're, we're riding high for a good 10 episodes. And then we're like, oh no, we maybe we should do it every fortnight. And then we'll mm. miss a recording because if we had to record on the weekend, that was a game over. Anyway, whatever. We, we stopped doing that. We did about 30 episodes and I enjoyed it, but... Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a running joke on the show, on this show. But you know, it's not stealth interface takeover because no one wants that. But imagine, no. Well, I mean, Scientologist says, you know, it was interface a joke? And uh, no, I'm absolutely it's... serious. I-, I love doing it. It's just a, you know, two podcasts. It's just too much. It was good. I mean, we just had to, yeah, we had to focus on one, and we thought, you know, David needed help, obviously, with this. We yeah. couldn't just leave him in the lurch. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I was I couldn't smash social media for both this and another another show. So I have to go, yeah. and I decided to put my eggs in in this basket. I've only got so much sort of hatred and bile as well that I can chuck at something. And you also know, possibly in face is great, you know. Yeah, it was it was a bit different actually. Yeah, yeah. it was um, a bit different yeah. approach, but I don't know it's good. Okay, uh, Darren Moore says, uh, "What have been some of your proudest and most memorable gaming achievements?" I mean, we definitely everything. cover this, but um, yeah, that using only the gravity gun to get through Ravenholm in Half Life Two, Ravenholm, Raven, Raven whatever that one. You, you don't, you don't like go out and look, look around and say, look, there's some ravens over there. The ravens, Matt. Yeah, ravens. It's I guess. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, got me there. Got yeah. me there. What's yours, James? I don't know. I mean, there's the usual cliche the you know getting all the uh, getting you know, unlocking everything on Dead or Alive. I was pretty happy with that. That took quite Close. a long time. But uh, there was reason. Monster. Uh, Mr. Turch says, "How does it feel being the main ones?" I mean, it's pretty good, actually. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, I mean, I mean, two weeks off with Dave, Dave and John. It's a, I mean, David. Actually, well, I've got to bring us up. I mean, I'll, I was going to save this next week, but fuck that. Like, so Dave last week was ill. You know, he was poorly for like a few days before. He's like, "Listen, lads, I don't think we had to do it." I was like, "Fine." You know, James and I will cover. We'll hopefully get some guests, and we've got Leon and and, and Darren from uh, from Kenny Wintz. And then um, he, and then last, uh, no, actually it was last week. Basically, we couldn't record on the Monday because uh, J- James was also busy. Anyway, we've got regardless. Dave's like, oh, I could probably do Tuesday night if you want. I was like, no, like you get better. The important thing is that you're better. Rest your voice. Get better for the show for the awards on Thursday. And he's like, yeah, sure, man. And then you know, I, I finished recording with you and 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 Darren and, and Leon and checking. Dave's been fucking streaming. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, Dave, I said rest your voice. I didn't say have an off and then do whatever you want. Like, yeah. just oh yeah, you know, I was, um, yeah, I was, you know, streaming. Imagine, imagine if I said, oh sorry, lads, can't do the podcast. I feel really ill. Like, what's yeah. this Twitch or TV slash? Oh, hang on, what, hang on, what's, why is Matt doing a two-hour Dark Souls stream? What? I mean, that was a piss take. That was, yeah, a joke. I was a bit surprised to be honest. It was a bit, a bit odd, wasn't it? Come on, but I'm sure I'm sure he's got his reasons, and yeah. we'll hear about them. Yeah, next I mentioned week. it was. It's, oh no, because you know, you know, forget it, forget it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question we've got is from Oodles. He says, "What are your favourite flavour crisps and why?" I mean, obviously, I mean, I'd probably go for anything with cheese. I like, I like the cheesy like kind of crisps. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for like a sandwich, I'd go raise up with crisps, you know. But if you're thinking about my favourite flavour crisps, my first reaction was scampi flavoured you know there's like scampi really 
that you know what I mean? The mini scampi things, whatever they are, they are amazing, but they're very, very strong in terms of flavour. Yeah. But yeah, oh, scampi. Oh, I don't want to get. Can we oh. not get on with this? Because it's really annoying, isn't it? Like, I don't want to start doing a yeah, giant bomb. Giant bomb, yeah. Mm. Right, okay, let's move on. Uh, Craig Dallahan, he says Champions League final, who do you fancy? I mean, I fancy Liverpool, definitely. I, I love them to do it, but. I don't want them to do it at all. I mean, I think they're going to win, and I I don't want them to win because then we'll never hear the end of it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, but, but I, I love it for the spectacle. I mean, Real Madrid probably will, and he'd be like, "Oh, yeah, great, Ronaldo scored, Bale scored, whatever." But uh, you know, to see Liverpool do it, it'll just be it'll be a great story. So yeah, I, I love Liverpool, nope. but who knows? Um, okay. So I mean, sorry, I had to clarify. I'd love Liverpool to do it. I don't love Liverpool. Just you know, whatever. whatever. Okay, next question is from Andy Woods. Uh, years ago, when it first came out, I brought uh, Torek on N64 for £69 from Toys R Us. What is the most you guys have spent on a game? You must have spent crazy money at some point, I Matt. mean, I, I guess the most point of Rock Band I imported from the States when that came out, and mm-hmm. that was probably like 150 or 200 quid or something, but... Yeah. But but also you know they came with a full band kit it was amazing and well worth it that's understandable best, best thing ever I, th- I think the most I ever spent was probably on Donkey Kong sixty four because it had the expansion pack stuff and I think that was about seventy or eighty quid or something stupid but Donkey Kong sixty four that that came with a didn't that come with something because that just literally the game. No, Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. No, 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 no. I, I, I got that. But like this Torek example that Andy Woods has tweeted in, like he did not know it that didn't was, come did, with anything just special. a game. Jesus, it's a terrible game as well. It's not even a good one. It's um yeah. I oh remember a lot of fog. But yeah, I know. I mean, I think one of my other regrets was I remember just after I had my first job when I worked in the co-op, um, I got paid like like more money than I'd ever had in my life, and it was brilliant. And I remember going out and buying a like three three DFX like Voodoo three. Wow. Um, and just before the three DFX went bust and uh, like disappeared, and then so I had this like quite expensive car that didn't have drivers for it. It was um. <laughs> That Amazing. was kind of annoying. I was I was using like hack together drivers for ages. It was it was really oh, irritating. Game, it didn't yeah. work with like yeah, it didn't work. That's again, it's one of the reasons I kind of bounced off that eventually. But, but ha- have you um, following off Andy's question? Have you bought a console for like one game and actually that was mostly what you paid in that console? Like I can't think. I can't actually think of an example. Like obviously there's games like Halo where you might have bought an Xbox for it, but you know there's plenty more came out. And like, but it, did you buy? Is it is it a console you thought okay, I've got to have it because this game. Not really, no. I can't think of anything because usually I'd like be really consistent. Well, actually, I don't know. Actually, it was no, no, definitely not because I was just thinking like in sixty four. But then that was like I, I wanted that for like Ocarina of Time, and um, you know, for what's called Mario sixty four and stuff. Oh, but then there was loads of games on that. Mario Kart, yes, yes, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, 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 is there such a thing for you now as a system seller? Like, what, what were some of to announce? For do you think? Hey, yeah, I will buy. I mean, I guess you got the consoles, but it's hard, hard to say. But is it one game thing? Hey, that got announced. I would buy whatever that machine is, like Half Life Three, for instance. I don't think there is any more, to be honest. I mean, if Valve came out and said, "Yeah, we've got Half Life Three, and you can only play it if you buy this Steam box," I still don't think I'd buy it. Oh, don't you? I'd like to play Jeez. it, but I just don't. I don't know. I just don't think I would. There'd have to be more there, you know, to make me want to play. Although I do realise this is ridiculous saying this thing is that I own a PlayStation VR, and you know, it's not like that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. got tons of stuff. But I don't know. I don't see it. Anyway, uh, Stanchel says, uh, Matt, in which ways has Dark Souls exceeded your expectations and in which ways has it been underwhelming? Um, I mean, it has it's definitely exceeded my expectations. I mean, I I played this, I played it a few years ago or a couple, uh, yeah, it was, it was a few years ago, whatever. And I bought it because it was like £4. I played a bit, I got stuck on Taurus Demon, I stopped, I thought, what's, what's the point? I 
listened to Dark Calls when that came out, um, and that actually inspired me to play again, and I got past Taurus Demon, but I thought, I just, I can't bother, it's too much. Um, but, you know, now it's different, because I've been playing, obviously, with like people watching, and that sort of meant it had a different feeling. I mean, it, it hasn't... Yeah, in terms of underwhelming, I mean, graphically, it's not great. Frame rate, some, some points are all over the shop, but honestly, there's so much charm, and there's so much charm and love that's going to the game like that that doesn't underwhelm me at all um i've actually loved i've actually loved the game i think the game's incredible uh mm-hmm. and, and and like i said to the point where now i'm just gonna play a dlc i'm playing a dlc because i don't really want it to end um yeah i mean underwhelming yeah i don't know i, I can't really think of a way it's been underwhelming other than the sort of baseline stuff like graphics and frame rate and whatnot mm-hmm Okay, uh, he also says, also while I'm here, uh, James, uh, thanks a lot for Dark Horse. By that last episode, it became one of the most unusually affecting podcasts I've ever heard, genuinely moving. Yeah, I mean, Thank I, you. I, I um, t- two weeks ago, I started re listening to Dark Horse and I did the whole, I did uh, like 35 episodes in about nine mm-hmm. days. Um, it's still an amazing series of podcasts. And if, you, if you're listening, you're not, you're not aware of it. Dark Calls was a series that Dave and John did, uh, Dave, and, uh, Dave and James did, whereby James was playing Dark, Soul, uh, Dark Souls 1 and could only get his help through the game, not online or Twitter, but only through calling Dave. And Dave, with his patchy memory at best, uh, was helping to guide James through the game. Yeah, I re-listened to it a couple of weeks ago because I wanted to like, hear the lore episode and stuff. Which has actually yeah, Sean and uh, Andy from Midnight Resistance uh, and Sean from this show actually uh, on it, and uh, it's still brilliant because also you did things in a totally different order to, I, to the way I did, and yeah, it was interesting listening to to you play. I, I think I, I stopped listening when you got to Gwyn because I haven't obviously done that in my game, so I'm going to re-listen to the last two or three episodes. I think once I finished it myself. But yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant podcast. Sometimes I feel like to go back to it because I, I don't remember any of it because I didn't. I didn't listen back to them like when we did them, and I've not really ever actually listened to it, so I don't really know. You should do. It's it also was, really interesting because yeah. you also started then just talking about games at the beginning of the show, and uh, mm-hmm. when you were recording, it's when they announced when Nintendo announced the Switch, and and um, uh, uh, Dave was like, "Well, look, if it hasn't got Halo on it, I'm not sure. I haven't got uh, Destiny on it. I'm not sure I can be bothered. What's the point?" And you're like, yeah, it's, it's hard to get excited about this. I mean, if the rumors be to be believed, I mean, who actually wants something you can take on the move it's just i want you know big screen gaming so it's interesting mm. hearing that old stuff for sure <laughs> that's cool okay uh colin ross wilson says uh what's next on the streaming on the streaming schedule for you both i heard a rumor that matt will be starting dark souls 2 once he's finished the first <laughs> is this true uh, uh i i'm not comment on speculation um yeah I keep meaning to play that but i never got around to it it's I mean, you james it, but... i mean obviously you're doing fahrenheit now but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we're planning something to do together, aren't we? Mm. I mean, at some point, which would be hopefully good. Yeah, we'll put it out um, after I've done well after Dark Souls and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to miss streaming every Sunday, so I, I will want to do something. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to go straight to another Dark Souls game. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, once I'm done with Fahrenheit, I think I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I mean, if unless I, maybe I'll do some things with with you, Matt, if you'd like. But yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think I could do. Uh, that's, that's why I'm probably going to live Detroit for a while because I think there needs to be a bit of a gap, you know, with some of these games. Because oh, I don't, know. I don't yeah. want to pay money to David Cage, but you know. Anyway, um, Catcopter says Stardew Valley is released on Vita this week. Is Matt still playing? And how many hours has he put in? Uh, I'm not, not playing, playing it, but nope. there's not a week that goes by where I don't think about 
putting that, that, uh, that game on again because I was absolutely in love with that game, but then something else came out and I stopped playing it. But Matt, what were you playing it on? Which format? Uh, on Switch. When was the last time you played your Switch? Oh, I mean, it was Celeste, so months ago. <laughs> it's February. I checked the other day. Yeah, is, like, it, well, is Celeste the last thing, or have I put, did I play something else since then? No, no, Celeste was yeah, the last yeah. thing. February, yeah. Matt. February. Oh, disappointing. Look, I've been playing a lot anyway. of Fortnite on my phone, and I haven't played that actually for a long time. So Fortnite. Okay. Stanchel says, uh, when I lived in China, I played Street Fighter 4 on a stage in an arcade and won three matches against players queuing up to take me on before getting schooled by a guy who was smoking during play. I was applauded off stage. James, what is your greatest gaming memory from China? This is weird because I don't really... I didn't... See, obviously, I played a lot of games when I was there, but it was mostly just stuff that I played at home. I didn't... I never really... I mean, I went to like a few internet cafes and played... I did play StarCraft there with some other people, which was pretty... That wow, was good. I mean, it was... It was really... I mean, it's just really impossibly difficult because everyone's brilliant. That was hard. Um, I, I think I did enjoy it because it was when the Wii was, like, just becoming, like, a big thing when I went out there. And it was, like, you could buy them, but they were all, like... Um, they're usually ones that are imported from, like, Japan or, or South Korea. And so everyone was buying those and then everyone was, like, chipping them as well so you didn't have to pay for the games. And, like, when you went and bought one, you had to, like, work out which one you were going to buy because one was easier than another one to chip. Not that I did that, but that was um, that was how, not, like, no. it, was, it, was, it was running down. But it was, it was fun to play that and, like, to sort of introduce people to that because, like, loads of people used to like, come to my place and I used to play that Wii and that, that was really good. Yeah. I, um, I remember when we, that, that Christmas, the first Christmas of the Wii, I, I took that around. My, I went back home for Christmas, back to Bognor, and I took around all my mates' houses and showed them and their parents and... Yeah, that 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 thing went everywhere. I mean, I loved it. Mm. Okay, last theme, uh, last tweet is from uh, Superpack. That's that's Chris Johnson from uh, from the Player One podcast, it which is. is excellent, and everyone should listen to it because it's great. Um, he says, uh, back in the pre-internet days of magazines with long lead times and vague release dates, were there any games you remember being obsessed or hyped over before they got released? And when those finally came out, did they live up to your expectations or no? I mean, yeah, I was obsessed with magazines, so everything. Ev- I mean, I still remember, <laughs> God, I think it was like the Dreamcast tech demo that they must have shown. I mean, maybe, I'm not sure. They showed a Dreamcast tech demo. It just had, like, it had one of, like, the Sega guys. Like, it's just his 3D head. Do you remember that, James? And no. it's just, like, it's like his 3D head, and that was showing, like, the graphical power of the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like a giant 3D model of one of the guys from Sega. Oh man, yeah, I used to love magazines. Just they were so exciting, and I, like I guess I get a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I used to say when like a podcast you absolutely love comes out, that's like the equivalent these days of like oh, I can't wait to hear that. I can't wait to see what they're saying. Like, and back in those days, I was like, you know, when when I like, say say the Saturn or say a magazine or Dreamcast magazine came out, and like you go into a shop and it's out like a day early. Like, oh my god, it's here! Like I was. I mean, I was spending mm-hmm. like fifteen quid a month on magazines back in those days, like Me Machine, Sega, any of the Sega magazines. I mean, anything I can get my hands on. I was buying, I guess, Games Master back in the day. Mm. Yeah, Control when that came out, Games TM, Edge. Yeah, I was, I was obsessed. I, oh God, I miss those days. Yeah, I mean, I was a big. I used to buy a lot of magazines, and I used to get really obsessed with stuff. I remember. I remember I remember being like really into like you know when the first Mortal Kombat came out like to consoles. Yeah, I was really excited about that, and I remember when that came out being I being quite disappointed by it. Like to be honest, like when I finally actually played it because it was not 
it was not what I was expecting it was going to be. But also, I mean, I remember Sonic 3 as well. I remember being like really like pumped about that because I really loved the second one. And then, you know, there was there was a lot of build up for that. But then there was that whole weird thing where, because you know how it was kind of like split across, um, there was like Sonic 3 and then uh, Sonic and Knuckles and how they like kind of split the game. And if yeah, you, yeah. You know, you'd have to buy like two copies and that was, you know, like each of those. So you got the full experience. And I was, that, that kind of disappointed me a bit. But I don't know. I can't really think of anything that really like, massively disappointed me. Most stuff kind of delivered. I mean, Streets of Rage 3 maybe, because I was in a really I was really really hyped for that after playing the second game. And but then I've since gone back to that and it is a good game. It's just um it's just I don't know, different sort of tone. I think it's cuz the soundtrack in that is so uh different um yeah to the uh, to the second one which is uh, brilliant. One of the games I remember being psyched about uh was called I think it was a, I think it's the original Xbox game and it's called Reckless and it was like mm-hmm. a basically where you drove a car and it graphically it looked absolutely stunning. Essentially, you were driving a car down the roads and it had those like a, like spark effects and all sorts where you're smashing cars down the road. And do you remember does that mm-hmm. game ring a bell? I think it's like reckless Yakuza missions or something. Yes, yeah, it does ring a bell. Yeah, I remember being yeah. oh my god, this that game looked unbelievable at the time. I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? And then in the end, it felt quite shallow, but. Yeah, oh, there's that, and it's. I mean, the other one that ah, oh, the other one. I remember having a, the really big build up to like the N64. That was like a big, like a big deal as well. I remember like reading everything I could about that before it came out, and also and the GameCube as well. That was, I mean, because the GameCube was the first one that I bought. Um, actually, no, I remember buying that because I had enough money to buy the console, but not enough money to buy any games for it, and it was terrible because I bought the machine. And on the day I bought it, I just spent there switching it on and switching it off again because I didn't have any money. Oh no! And it was really depressing. I had to, yeah, that was. That yeah, was I used to wait. basically do that. I think when I got my Dreamcast, I, I think maybe I got Sonic Adventure, but other than that, it's just Sonic Adventure and whatever the DC UK demo disc was or the official Dreamcast mm-hmm. magazine demo disc, which I basically hammered. Yeah. Uh, magazines, man. I know. I really. I mean, I still. I mean, I still. I still, I still read can... them. I mean, I still read. I still read Edge, but that's the only one I read. Do you? What do you, what do you buy every really. month? Uh, I've, yeah, I've got a subscription. Oh to wow! It. I still read. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I was obsessed with Edge back in the day, of course. I mean, I really, I mean, the reviews and stuff, and I'm not quite so interested. In, but it's the features I really like. It's um, they they really still do good features. I mean, there's been so many occasions recently where it's like I've read, I've ended up like reading something and thinking this doesn't look like something that's really going to appeal to me, and then ended up just being becoming really interested in it. Like they did a massive like um series on on uh, not series but like a massive sort of many many multi-page like feature on like the history of final fantasy and it's not that's not a series that i've ever particularly been like really engaged with but it was really really good it was really well written and uh like really informative i enjoyed it yeah, a lot I, I remember when edge i think for maybe issue 100 they had like 10 limited edition covers with like classic mm-hmm. games and i searched high and low for all those 10 10 covers and i got them on the end and then i thought what am i doing in my life and I had like a massive, massive stack of every single Edge magazine I had, which I wasn't mm. there from day one, but I had, you know, from fairly early on. And when I was at university, you know, hello, ladies, am I right? And like, you know, a massive stack of Edge magazines. And, I, and like, I was thinking, like, why have I taken this all the way from Bogner to Middlesbrough <laughs> and then to every flat after that? And then even when I got to Leeds, I still had them. And then I was moving out of my first flat in Leeds and I thought, you know what? I, I like it, my parents used to say, Matt, you're not reading these every time. And I was like, no, because I guess, you know, the internet wasn't as prevalent back in those days. So I was like, I'll, I would go back to old Edge magazines to read old previews and reviews and this and that. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, you know, you're not reading them every week. And I'm like, no, because I need them because of, and now, now I thought, you know what, I, this is stupid. This is, it's 2008. I don't need to, mm-hmm. I don't need this in my life anymore. So, um, 
yeah, I just, I took it out to Edge Magazines and I was moving house and I, um, well, I just put him in skip. It's, uh, hmm. it was, uh, it's a sad moment, but also I think I grew as a man. Um, yeah, magazine. I still actually now go to like when I go to Debate Smiths, I'm still almost a bit like a like homing beacon. I still find my way to the game section, but if that's so much smaller than it used to be, you know, and like the games magazines, I mean. But, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't get excited when I, as I used to, but yeah, magazines. So I should stop. I'll be here all night. Yeah. Okay, so is that it for uh, letters and tweets and emails? That is, that's everything. Thanks for everyone who wrote in. I mean, we had a lot of stuff this week, actually, yeah, and it, it was, it, it was, um, it was, it was a banger very high quality. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, well, uh, time for the social bit. Um, obviously, we're on all possible social channels in the known galaxy. We're also on Twitch. I'm streaming Dark Souls tonight. If you're listening to us on Wednesday, tonight at 9 o'clock, I'm doing another Dark Souls stream. I'm doing the DLC, and I'm really enjoying it. So why not join me at 9 o'clock tonight for a Dark Souls stream? Other than that, I'm also doing it on Sunday night at 9. Uh, Sunday and Wednesday at 9. Just, just pop along there. Just search for the computer game show on Twitch, uh, and, and you'll find us there and give us a follow. And also, if you've got an Amazon Prime account, why not link it to Twitch and give us a free subscription, because we love that. Um, we're also on Discord. Go to bit.ly slash TCGS Discord to talk with like-minded people in your area. Uh, the show's also on Spotify, some Apple playlists. Please leave us a review. I'll stop asking once we've got everyone who's listened to the show ever to leave us a review, because that really helps us get up the charts. And we're doing a live show at EGX this year. Go to egx.net uh, to get your tickets. We're playing on Saturday the 22nd of September, 5 till 7. It's going to be a two-hour extravaganza. There'll probably be a meet afterwards, but, you know, who knows? Uh, come along, get your tickets. Uh, it'll be a right old laugh. Um, and that's it for this week. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have the, all four of us back next week. John and Dave promised me they were back next week. Um, but it will definitely be me and James at the very least, won't it, James? It will, yeah. Are you here next week? Yeah, I should be, yeah. Okay, well, actually, maybe me and he won't. Maybe me and he might just not coming next week and then we'll see what happens it's not a bad idea is it yeah, yeah. but anyway, anyway there'll probably be a show next week uh, thank you ever so much everyone for listening thanks James for turning up thank you and um, and we'll speak to you all next week thanks a lot goodbye bye bye